I'm Jody Weitz, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Weitz, your life and professional coach, helping you get the life that is not just ordinary, but extraordinary. And I'm very happy today. We're doing something different. Um, We're having a panel of very interesting and smart women. And we're going to be talking about how to build confidence. These are coaches and therapists, and I'm welcoming Susan Kenny and Rika Brodemark. Hi, y'all. Hello. <laughs> Great. Let me give you a little bit of background on first Susan. Susan Kenny, LMFT, practices somatic psychotherapy, a body-centered approach to understanding the mind-body connection. She helps women understand how emotions of stress, anxiety, and self-doubt manifest in the body and how to create confidence and joy. She's the producer of an upcoming podcast, Pausing on Purpose, interviewing people who have found richness and joy in slowing down to to meet each moment, no matter what the moment brings. Visit her website at www.susankennylmft.com and follow her on Instagram for weekly tips and inspirations. All right. Pausing on purpose. I love that. And a fellow Thank you. podcaster. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Ulrika Brodemark is a time management coach corporate expat and life enthusiast. She brings both structure and playfulness to her work and with her clients creates a rich and fulfilling experience of time. She leads small groups of heart-centered women, solopreneurs, and provides time management support as well as compassionate accountability. Her mission is to amplify the positive impact we have on the world by the service we provide. She is the author of Time Alchemy, a dynamic and soulful approach to managing your time, which is being released this spring. All right, can I? <laughs> I need that yeah. now, Arika. <laughs> can I? Can I get that right now? <laughs> that sounds great. All right. So we are talking about the challenges that women face because, you know, everybody, but particularly women, seem to lack a sense of confidence, enoughness, and owning their brilliance, particularly viewing themselves with compassion and celebration. Now, Ulrika and Susan are going to share their insights to help rewrite false narratives about who you are and what you can achieve and give yourself permission to be seen, 
heard and grow beyond the fear and shame of surpassing. Free yourself from old taboos and express your power and come together in resonant support and inspiration. Now, this is for women who crave better possibilities for themselves. And with Susan and Kenny and Erika's remarks, we're going to get a better version of ourselves. Yay. So Yay. Susan, we're going <clears> to, <throat> again, just ask some questions, um, share some of your experiences, but let me know what have you seen as getting in the way of confidences and women feeling that deep set confidence with who you work with? Yeah, well, you know, I think that these days, especially women wear so many different hats, they have so many different roles, they're expected to be um, a career woman, a mom, a spouse, a human, an individual, and it really can be that they focus on all that they have to do and that in multitasking, it's really hard to get everything done and feel effective at all of those different things. So part of what I do is help women take a step back and look at um, where are their priorities? What can they manage in a way that is grounded and centered? Um, and that's where the body-oriented approach comes in in my work. I really help them to look at what, um, what do they feel brings them joy and creativity and how can they make that the priority? But they have to first come to a sense of what's important to them and getting a felt sense of that in their bodies is really what guides them in the direction that they feel most passionate about. Um, I think that it hasn't been until real recently that people, children in particular, were brought up with emotional intelligence, right? And so we would feel things like uh, fear and anxiety and uh, self-doubt, but not know how to cope with that. Um, and so part of what I do is normalize. We all feel fear and self-doubt at times. It's just how are we going to work with that? And how do we regulate that within ourselves so that then we have that we have like a superpower, right? We have this ability to, to manage those emotions. And then, you know, it gives us confidence just by having some agency over those feelings. I love that. I mean, um, what you're saying is, is we are all so overly busy as women. We do wear different yes. hats. You know, motherhood, frankly, it's a bigger job in most cases than fatherhood. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it's joyful, but we tend to get overwhelmed. And I mm -hmm. love the fact that we can check into our bodies for clues of, is it going well? Is it not going well? And mm -hmm. then dig deeper at that moment to see if this is normal. That's mm -hmm. really great advice. Yeah, well, Rika, what would you say really gets in the way of, of confidence? Yeah, I think there's some parallels with what Susan was just talking about, but I think there's um, maybe more for women than men too. There are so many expectations and 
you know, not only like all the things we need to do, but kind of like how things are supposed to be done. And I think especially uh, I work with a lot of, you know, business women with small businesses and there's all these supposed tos. Like you're supposed to in your business, do this, be out there, do do do. Like it's it's uh, a lot of like masculine kind of energy and how you're supposed to run your business. That I feel like we can kind of uh, let ourselves run our businesses or live our lives really the way that works for us. And you know, and one of the things that uh, I always say, I'm a time management coach, but I don't think you can manage time. <laughs> but one of the things you can manage is expectations, and this is all around like just how much can I do in a day? How do I want to do this? Like versus like what's sort of expected of me, or how do I want to do things? Like kind of empowering ourselves in that way. Yeah, that's, nice. that's great. Yeah, and knowing that. Um, we only have X amount of time in waking hours. And I have seen huge to-do lists of the women that I work with coaching and men as well. Um, but it, it's like, you know, we are, we put this on ourselves to get everything done. And at the end of the day, if we haven't completed that, we feel bad. We feel like a failure and frankly, there's there's no room for growing confidence in um, that kind of pattern, shall I say, because we sit down, we cross off things and we expect ourselves to get things done. Um, now, I love what you said about supposed to. Where do you think that comes from? Where do you think that expectation derives from? Everywhere. <laughs> I think it's from our upbringing, our culture, our working environment, like, you know, everything we've lived through so far, right? Like there's been this one thing that comes to mind is me like best practices. Ooh. Like I've always been like, to whom? Says who? <laughs> like I'm always wanting to question things like that. But right. yeah. I love that. Susan, where do you think that um, that expectation that, that we put onto ourselves derives from? Yeah, I think what Eureka was saying is true. It's like we're just, we're brought up to think that we're supposed to be this way and this way and this way. And I think it's because we're in this male-dominated society, we're told to do it that way. In, and I think that women are much more wired to work with connection and collaboration. And so, um, you know, we're, we're using our own internal belief system and looking outside of ourselves to society, and it's not, it doesn't always measure up, right? So the more as women that we can um, come together and work together cohesively, um, the more supported we're all gonna feel. Um, yeah, and the, uh, the one other piece I wanted to say yeah. about that is that I think that when we're younger, what gets internalized is this inner critic. Right. And so we get this message like, oh, I have to do it this way. I should do it this way. I'm supposed to do it. And that can be a really loud voice. Right. It can be really um, debilitating sometimes. And I see that in my practice when I have people come in and they tell me they're talking in their head about all the things that they feel like they should do. 
And um, so I work a lot with them on helping them to also grow the inner nurturer, the part mm. of them that can do the things that feel comforting and soothing and really bring them passion and joy. Right. I love that. I mean, we're really, and when we're socialized as young kids, we're really not, uh, you know, we, we, we're looking at two things, right and wrong, and nothing really in the middle. And it's very mm -hmm. rare mm -hmm. that we can build that inner nurturer to say, yes, I, you know, I may not have done this well, but it's okay. I did my mm -hmm. best. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's really great. So what I'm hearing from both of you is that it's going to take some digging in to yourself and maybe going back to childhood, maybe looking at those voices and where they started. Was it a parent? Was it a teacher? Was it somebody else who had an influence of you to um, do you know, to, you know, essentially do this and do this or you're not enough. Um, and that's really important to know that's a great starting point. Now, you know, we're talking about, um, you know, unrealistic standards and expectations that happen, you know, within the family and ourselves. How do you see society putting that on women? And how do you see women coping with those expectations? And Erika, would you like to go? Yeah, I, it's this ubiquitous sort of thing. Like it's just this pressure, these expectations is sort of just there. I, but I think that like one I think that comes to mind is that when you are in conversation with others or you're in like groups where you feel supported, like that that's a way to almost like see yourself more clearly. Like we kind of, these shoulds and supposed tos and whatever, uh, subconsciously, like we're trying to fit into some mold. And then when we're in conversation with someone, they can help us see, but you are so good at such and such. Mm. Or like your essence, the way you show up is this, and that's super valuable. I was like, oh, really? Like, so sometimes I, this like uh, finding like mirrors almost to help mm. you see yourself mm -hmm. so that you can be, oh yeah, damn, I'm that actually, <laughs> and I can own that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you gotta, you gotta, first of all, find a community that's supportive, find friends that are supportive and they can reflect back to you about your special gifts and talents and that, that you have to share. So you can really cut out these voices from society, which there are plenty. And, um, you know, I love Susan, I'm going to hear from you in a moment, but you were saying about kind of being that authentic self, um, having, you know, just having that, again, confidence to be that authentic self to say and be who you are. And again, from Ulrika, having that reflected back. Now, Susan, yeah, um, yeah. Um, where do you see some of your clients talking about these unrealistic expectations and how they deal with it? 
where do I see that? You know, how do I help them or where do I see Yeah. Or where, where, you know, when you're in conversation in your uh, therapy mm-hmm. sessions, yeah. where do you see that causing stress and overwhelm? And um, yeah. yeah, well, you know, when they come to me and, um, you know, they usually come because something's not working, right? They're feeling anxiety or feeling self-doubt or sometimes they're stuck with something and so what I like to do is I do a like a three-part check-in with them. And the first thing I do is have them think about their thoughts. So not they don't come in, they tell me what they're thinking, but they tell me about their thoughts. What are the nature, what's the nature of your thoughts? Um, are they moving rapidly? Are they forceful? Are they sticky? Are they fleeting? Are they ruminating? Do you feel pressured thoughts? Um, And it's a way for them to begin to get within their body and really see how they're uh, internalizing a lot of what happens in society with the pressures that we feel. So we start with the mind and then I go, if they feel safe enough, I have them drop into the heart and into what are you feeling? What are you feeling in your body? Do you feel the anxiety that you talked about when you made the call to come in? Um, Do you feel more relaxed? Do you feel, um, you know, what are the emotions or the sensations that you're feeling in your body? And just by dropping into that, they have a better sense of agency about um, what's really going on. Because now they have information, not just from their mind, but also from their heart. And then we drop into the gut because we know neuroscience tells us that we have information in all three places, our brains, our hearts, and our gut, right? So the gut is going to tell you your your intuition. That's where we find intuition. And it's not the chatter that happens in our brains, right? It's not the shoulds and and the, you know, you must do this. It's it's not the to-do list. It's the very quiet, subtle, this is, you know, this is how I feel. This is what's going on for me. This is what I what I know about myself. And so just by having them check in in all three areas of their bodies, they have a better sense of agency over um, how they're feeling. And then usually from that, they can get a sense of how they want to move forward in the world Mm. from a place of knowing. Mm. That's a little bit about I do with that. Yeah, you're hitting all those power areas, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and it's it's great, you know, we all have bodies and we all have sensations. And it's really great to be able to um use that as a tool mm-hmm. just by checking in and just by going to, you know, a place of questioning, how am I feeling? Are thoughts fast? Are they slow? Is the, is, you know, the gut tight or Mm -hmm. is it open and flowing? And then again, how do I want to move forward? Do I have an affirmation that I want to tell myself I am, I am enough. I have faith in my future. I have faith in myself and love and self-acceptance for myself in this moment. Uh, That's what I tend to tell my clients. um, And they tend to use that in moments of anxiousness through the day. Um, But I love that we, we have a tool and you help people use that tool, our body. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love all the parallels here <laughs> because mm-hmm. like, in my part of my time management approach is a, a weekly um, kind of cycle of planning mm-hmm. your week and reflecting on your week. So again, this like stopping at the end of each week and consider what am I proud of? What worked? What mm. didn't? And like pause like that, what you were uh you know, your podcast is going to be about Susan, right? Like the pausing yes. to actually become present and check in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So what, what, do I, what do I, I mean, you can do this in all sorts of formats, of course, but what, what's working, what's not, what am I excited about? What's draining my energy? Like you can kind of just check in with yourself so that you can course correct if you want, change things for the coming weeks. So. I like that. And um you know, it's a way to give yourself a pat on the back. And I, mm-hmm. I tend to do this on a daily basis. You know, when, mm-hmm. when somebody sits down to either do their work at home or they're working with clients or patients or, you know, they're in a corporate situation, you know, it's what's challenging me today. These are these questions I ask themselves daily. Um, what is my priority? How am I going to do one thing that I'm that's involved in self care today, because that's a way that we can get out of overwhelm, take care of our body, take care of our mind, whether it's a walk at lunch, a meditation, fixing myself a nutritious meal. And then at the end of the day, it's what, what did I do? Well, what, what can I say that I am? I love proud of myself for getting done or for interacting with this other person or for helping another person. And it, it gets you into a pattern of mm-hmm. building confidence on a daily basis, because you get mm-hmm. to look back and say, wow, you know, I really helped Mary solve this problem. I feel really good. And this will just continue as yeah. I do my work. So it's very present. And, yeah. um, you know, it reminds me, can I just say yeah, one thing about sure, that? It reminds me of, um, reminds me of what Rick Hansen talks about as the negativity bias, right? That oh. we, um, that we tend to hear and think negative thoughts and they stick to us like Velcro, but positive thoughts um, bounce off like Teflon, right? And so we have to work really hard to grow the good and really (laughs) identify the good and see it. And it can be something as simple as smelling some flowers or, um, you know, small little things Doing small things each day over time adds up to feeling a lot differently, a lot more confident, as you said. That's what just get reminded of that. Yeah. And I love that. Um, All right. This is our new affirmation. Grow the good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And I think if I can also add like a little piece, like confidence related, I think when you become more aware also, just how much can I do in a day? that you set kind of uh, realistic expectations with yourself and then you can accomplish that. That builds confidence too, that you're not always behind. Your you know, to-do list is not always like you know, longer and longer and longer. Uh, so for each day or each week that I'm setting myself up to succeed and then like, okay, I did that. I actually 
you know, did my priorities, you know, so that's a good one too. Yeah. All, all great advice and all great advice that you can do right now, very much in the moment, start where you are and, you know, have a small plan and like Aurea <clears throat> and Susan were saying, you know, have those confidence builders recognize what you have done that is positive and let go of that negative bias because frankly that is harder to let go of it's just in our survival attitude to be watching out but we can let go of that all right susan um you know i'd love to hear a short story of a moment where you helped um, a woman go from a place of self-confidence to a new sense of herself and speak a little bit about what made that shift possible. Sure. You know, I think, um, as I said before, you know, when people come in, they usually come in with emotions that they feel uncomfortable with or with situations in their lives that they feel uncomfortable with. And I think the first thing I try and do is make sure that I'm in a regulated place, that my nervous system is calm and grounded and that they, that I attune myself to them and to what it is that they're bringing in the room. And so that they feel, they really feel seen and witnessed and, um, know that they're, that this is a partnership and that we're going to work on this together. Um, that's a big, a big thing for people, you know, getting that it, it contributes to feeling safe, to be able to feel like they can share what's really, up, really going on for them. Um, and then from that place, they feel safe enough to drop into more of the emotions um, that they may be feeling. And then we begin to work with how do we regulate the ones that are causing them some, you know, activation, some anxiety, some self-doubt, whatever it might be, get, get, really get familiar. What is that? What does that really feel like in your body? And sometimes I'll have them visualize what it looks like. And is there a color to it? Is it big? Is it moving? Is it, you know, tell me about this so that we begin to, you know, just get curious and know that this is, this is just one part of who I am. Right. And then um, what I love to do is have them then check in with their body and see where they're feeling confident. Where do they actually have confidence? And believe it or not, people can usually find a spot. Sometimes mm. it's their toes. Sometimes it's their, you know, their arms. Um, but they're really surprised to see that there's a place that they feel good. In, even in the midst of having a place that doesn't feel so good. Um, and so then we, I teach them about titration. We go from one feeling to the other. And so when you're feeling anxious, where do you go in your body? Like, say, for example, you have to give a presentation and you're feeling scared. Of course, normal feeling. Where in your body do you feel more grounded? And, um, you know, usually people can titrate to that spot. And I've had some pretty good results with that. So that's one way that I work with people when they come in nice. to help give them a sense of agency. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it's, it's very uh, specific for each individual and what they're feeling. And yeah. 
I love feeling where is that one spot? <laughs> maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe they have really well-defined arms because they lift weights <laughs> or, um, you know, they really enjoy the way they communicate and converse. I love that. That's great. Well, Rika, do you want to talk about uh, somebody you worked with or the way you worked with somebody moving them into a place of higher confidence? Sure. Um, yeah, so my the group that I ran, um, uh, there was one woman who just joined my group. Um, they, we are uh, The group is called Aspirational Accountability Allies. So we it's business women who come together. But anyway, this woman came very tentative in her business, uh, the way she was talking about it. And she was saying, I, I want to feel more confident. And then, you know, in each session, we do some kind of exploration. And she was talking about what will the benefit be for her clients after they have worked with her. And the way she explained how they will, you know, benefit from this was with such confidence, such clarity, that we, the rest of us in the group is like, that was confidence right there. You have it. And she was like, oh, I guess I have it. You know, so like sometimes it can just be like, again, this like kind of mirror. I think it's so powerful to be in a group, uh, supported, trusted, like that kind of group where you feel, you know, these other people are really there to help me see myself in my, you know, the best light. So she just like, you know, got straighter and taller, like right there on the spot and just mm-hmm. felt like, okay, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. So she could go into the next, you know, potential client kind of conversation in a very different way. So I was so excited to just see that happen in the moment there. I like that because, you know, it, it, you're the group and you um, were able to shine a light on her particular gifts and benefits and the way that she helps people. And it's, it's, uh, I think that is one of the first steps that we need to take in letting people know that they, and we all have things to share that's going to solve a problem and make this person's life better. And in coaching, one of the first things I do in with businesses uh, is to talk about what problem are you solving for that person? How are you unique in that? And then how are you going to get that out in the world? And just those steps of knowing, hey, I do this differently than anybody else. And I have solved, you know, this person's problem, that person's problem. Already you're in a place of confidence. And it's fun because, you, you know, people be you know, they're just on fire, their excitement rises because that is their gift. And you cannot take that away from them, which is great. Right. Yeah, we all have it. Yeah. We all have we the mojo. our own brilliance. Let that brilliance I, come yes, through. Let it shine. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Um so um I was wondering, uh, just um, just very quickly on, you know, we all have been in groups. Rika runs groups, and I've run groups before. But um, how has being in a group 
really help to boost you? And, and what is the benefit of being either in a network group or community group, you know, a church, hobbyist group, a sports group, et cetera? Um, Susan, would you like to go? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think we've talked about this throughout today yeah. about what yeah. we get from our groups. And I, you know, I definitely have been in a lot of different women's groups, um, especially since the pandemic. Interestingly enough, like a lot of other groups have popped up that I've been able to be on, even if it's on Zoom, right? Yeah. But um, it, you know, there's this way that we all co-regulate. And what I mean by that is that we we not only connect with our words, but we connect with our attunement to each other, with the, the verbal and the nonverbal way that we relate. And I think that, that that gives you that level of support. When someone gets excited about something that they're doing, you not only hear the excitement, but you feel it, right? And that's what we give to each other in so many different groups. And, you know, there's the Nevada Women's Network group, there's the Marin Women at Work group, um, just to name a few. I have other groups. Um, I have college friends that have um, come together and we support each other as well. So those are a few ways that I think the groups, I just love them. It's really important to me. It's priority. That's great. Yeah. 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 yeah, you, we all have our, our support group ready and waiting at a drop of a text mm-hmm. or a call when we're not even not in the meetings or, yeah. you know, having, uh, having that group shared experience. Ulrika, what have you found um, that gives you support back from working in your groups? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, with networking, I think it's a big exploration process. And I've noticed that like, I show up to some groups and it's like, oh, that's not my place. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think it's an important part of it to really test out and see what mm-hmm. resonates. And I'm, I guess I consider myself an extroverted introvert or something. Like <laughs> I, I like smaller groups. And in big groups, I feel like I get lost. I don't really connect with anyone. So I'm looking for, yeah, belong to some bigger groups, but then find my way to connect in a smaller one-on-one or smaller group. So mm-hmm. that's, I'm, I'm, you know, part of bigger groups, but then uh, subsets of mm-hmm. sort of help me connect better. So yes. I, I think that's just something to be aware of, like what works for you. And mm-hmm. some people are in very extroverted out there strong push kind of networks and I'm more in a you know like I need it needs to just mature a friendships form over time you know so it's very different quality in different groups so just sort of look for what works for you yeah yeah I I like it's a good point I like that too group group hopping is you know you got to try them out first they don't all fit for everyone right everybody's different so it's a good yeah. point, Eureka. Yeah. And any like supposed to's again, like right. no, maybe that's no, thank you for me. Maybe right. I want to do it in a different way, you know. <laughs> right, right, great. Well, I wanna thank you both for really opening up your heart and talking about your experience in serving women to claim their strength and move forward. Um, Susan, how can 
people get in touch with you, find out more about you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you mentioned my website, so you can go there. Um, Susan you- Kenny, yeah. Susan Kenny, LMFT.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram. Um, so you can follow me on Instagram if you'd like. I have a Facebook page as well. So there's a couple ways and you'll find tips and ideas for ways of managing um, not just confidence, but also just understanding yourself more fully. Great. All right, Ulrika, tell the listeners how they can find you. Yeah, so you can find me on uh, my website is soulsistersforgood.com. And you can find also some free resources, uh, more specific to time management under timealchemyresources.com. Great. What, what great tools and, and giveaways that you both have on your site. Again, I want to thank you so much for joining me at your spectacular life of great conversation, great food for thought. And um, wishing everybody out there to get their spectacular life with confidence. All right, you all take care then. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks, Jody. Bye. Bye bye. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.